Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. The 10th of September marks World Suicide Prevention Day and it addresses one of the myths surrounding suicide, which is that talking about suicide may encourage people to act on it. Megan Hosking uh, from NetCare Akisu's Psychiatric Intake Clinician explains more on what this day and suicide is all about. I know it's a very, very difficult subject to talk about because it's just a taboo. We well, find out from Megan why. It's a taboo. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. Thanks for having me. Now, Megan, a lot of people are uncomfortable to talk about suicide. Why is that? It's a really difficult topic to broach. So it comes from both sides of the fence. If you're a person who's experiencing suicidal thoughts, that can often be very confusing. It's very overwhelming for you. You may feel completely hopeless. And so often people won't express those feelings to the people around them because they're afraid of being judged. Mm. They're afraid of frightening the people around them. And on the other side, we've got family members of people who um, perhaps are suicidal. Mm. And that also is a difficult space to navigate because you're not really sure how to speak to someone. You're worried that if you mention it, will it make them you know, think about doing it more? Will I give them an idea? And the fact is that's just not true. We need to have these conversations about suicide um, because that's the only way that we can open the conversations about it. We can open the doors to speak about it. We can get rid of that stigma. And then at the end of the day, the goal is to really encourage people to speak up and get help. Now, this is the reason why we have September as Suicide Prevention Month. Please take us through what will be spoken about, topics, and how the public can engage with either your organization, um, other family members, or around the topic of uh, suicide in this month. Yeah, so there's lots of ways to get involved. World Suicide Prevention Day is an initiative started by the International Association for Suicide Prevention. Mm. And they run a whole campaign every year, basically, to highlight the importance of this topic and open the conversation. So this year's theme is called um, Creating Hope Through Action, which I think is beautiful because it says, you know, let's do something and remember that there is hope around it. And there's... Some of the practical ways people can get involved, one of the things that's been done worldwide is people are lighting a candle at around 8 p.m. on Friday night in their windows to remember people they've lost to suicide and those who have survived. So to create kind of a, a conversation starter around that. You can definitely educate yourself around suicide prevention and what may contribute to it and then what you can do. Education is so important and with so many valuable resources out there, people can really read more about it, understand it, get rid of that stigma around it, and then really have those conversations. So what we can do then for, as people with the people around us is open up that, that chat and say to them, I'm worried about you. I'm worried you're not doing okay. Or even if we're not, just to say, how are you doing? How are things going? The last year and a half has been so hectic for everyone. Um, And this is really the best time for us to have those starting points to say, how are you doing and actually care enough to listen to the answers? Megan, how do the suicide numbers in South Africa look like? And did we see a spike um, because of the times that we're living in the pandemic? Mm. So suicide rates are are quite a tricky thing to to monitor very accurately. Most of our most recent data comes from about 2019 because obviously they have to collect it, they have to collate it, and then they release it. And this is really based on, on reported suicide. So the best figures we have available are that we're looking at around 23.5 suicides per 100,000 people in the country, in South Africa specifically, and more than three-quarters of those are male, which is really frightening. 
Um, we do see that worldwide, however, more than 700,000, some estimates go up to a million people per year, lose their lives to suicide. Mm. And we did see a slight um, awareness of it more than anything else during COVID. And I remember last year, um, Health Minister Zweli Mkhize spoke about it and, and released that there'd been over 1,700 suicides in the period of four months oh. or five months. And I mean, that's a lot of people. And those are really those those suicides that are recorded that we note specifically as suicide. They're not things that are, are noted as, you know, um, accidental death, yeah. which may then actually be suicide. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the numbers are frightening. We Worldwide, you're looking at a person losing their life to suicide every 40 seconds. Oh, my and that's, goodness. So in the time we're having this conversation worldwide, we will have lost, oh my goodness. You know, five, six to ten people, and that's just terrifying. Now, what are the warning signs to look out for um, if one maybe is suicidal? Because someone once said that if they threaten to kill themselves, then they're not going to do it. You know, it's the people that don't say anything that actually uh, commit suicide. Yeah, so we need to take every every threat or every thought about suicide very seriously. And this can be quite complicated because if there have been lots of attempts, people around you may feel that it's not as serious as it is, but any threat or any talking about taking your life must be taken seriously. Um, We see both aspects of it. So we see people who will talk about it. They will talk about death or harming or killing themselves. And that's obviously a big red flag. They may experience things like hopelessness, feeling like there's no hope in the future, and then engaging in self-destructive behavior or looking for things that can be harmful. So excess drug use, um, perhaps getting the, getting hold of weapons, things like that. An indication of previous suicide attempts is, is generally something that's important to consider. And then on a another way that's kind of a bit more secretive, but we often would see people saying goodbye to people that they love, oh. which may be very strange for the people around them, and giving away things that they value, um, because that means they're sort of mm. getting ready to say goodbye and end it all. And then... Like you mentioned, sometimes if they haven't said anything. So someone who generally is quite emotional or may be struggling with their mental health issues suddenly seems very calm. Um, and this is this is a big, a big red flag as well because often that does mean that there is a plan for suicide in place. They've kind of made peace with it and, and things are lined up to go ahead. So we need to just really be very cognizant of the people around us. We know it's our loved ones best. So we can look out for things that change in their in their behaviors and their, their personalities, their emotions, and really identify that and any threat of, of harming themselves or taking their life must be given the most important um, attention. Megan, how do we help someone who is suicidal um, or has suicidal thoughts? As a family member, as a mother, as a father, as an aunt, mm-hmm. as an uncle, how do I then step in? Yeah, so we need to absolutely have that conversation. So talk to the person if you're worried about them. But this is really important that it's done in a way that's not judgmental. It's not about blaming the person for how they're feeling. It's not about saying to them that they're bad because they're having these thoughts or anything like that. But trying to understand what they're experiencing and taking everything that they say very seriously. You need to also be honest about why you're worried about them. Um, And then you can offer help from that point. So be an ear that they can they can talk to, you know, give practical support where it's possible. But we also need to know where our boundaries are. Mm. Most people are not professionals, which means that the boundaries in terms of what actions they can take to, to practically prevent suicide are limited. So we then need to 
help them to access the correct professional care, line them up with appointments or helplines that can talk to them that have the, the necessary professional skills to navigate this space. And at the end of the day, then as family and loved ones, be supportive of them through their mental health journey. And then importantly, as well as to react really quickly if there's a crisis. So if someone comes to you and says, I'm having suicidal thoughts, or I've even just had this fleeting idea that it might be an uh, an idea to harm myself, we need to act quickly on that. We need to try to understand if they've got a plan, do they have access to things for that plan, and then we need to jump really quickly into getting them into a safe space where they can be looked after. Sure. Megan, I think we should actually allocate more time to talk about this because there's so many questions that I have, and I'm sure our listeners as well would like to ask you a few questions so that we can assist our loved ones that are suffering um, and are having suicidal thoughts. Thank you so much for your time. Radio 2000 Podcast.